What up, potty people, and welcome back to Clipped. I'm Eric, your host, and Clipped delivers top-notch podcast production tips, valuable resources, industry insights, and education to help make every podcaster's life easier. My mission is to help you start, grow, and monetize your podcast. And hey, if you want more info on how I can help you start, grow, and monetize your podcast, head on over to thepodcasthaven.com. That's my production company and the ecosystem that this show, Clipped, falls into. There's tons of weekly articles providing podcast education. There's resources. There's interviews. There's all kinds of rad shit. So head on over to thepodcasthaven.com and check out my offerings. All righty, guys. It's hard to believe, but we've been on this podcast journey together for a whole year now. I'm super grateful for all your support and engagement over this year. And honestly, I never thought I would make it this far. This is episode 52, 52 weeks in a year. And so here we are, the one-year anniversary of Clipped. And I'm excited. I'm excited to keep doing this. Uh, There's a lot of good feedback and I'm having fun. And hey, at the end of the day, I think fun is a big part of the way I live my life. And so if I can do that while also adding some value to you guys, I think it's a win-win. So I'm so excited to keep continuing Uh, And I'm going to keep bringing you really good content. I've got a rad show next week, which I will hit you with at the end of this episode. But yeah, just going to continue leveraging my resources, my knowledge, my network to help you uh, become a better podcaster, to try to make your life easier, to help with your production, your marketing, your monetization. And that's why I'm here. That's why I'm doing this. So um, yeah, stoked. And thank you again for taking this journey with me. Today, I'm doing something slightly different since we're celebrating the one-year anniversary, I've put together a compilation episode, and this is the top five episodes as far as downloads go. So I've selected some snippets from our most popular episodes of the year. I'm going to be introducing each one. So it's like a little journey throughout the episode. Uh, There's some clips of me as well as some of my guests. Uh, And these are people that I really respect. And these snippets I carefully selected, and hopefully they can add you with some wisdom. You can reflect, rehash what you've learned if you've already listened to them. But yeah, I think you'll get um, a lot of good information out of these. So sit back, relax, and let's take a walk down memory lane together. Our first clip comes from an episode with Kevin Schmidlin. In this snippet, Kevin shares his insights on how to make your podcast truly unique. He emphasizes the importance of finding a unique combination of who the show is for, what it does for those people, and how it does it. This clip is a must listen for anyone looking to stand out in the podcasting world. Kevin's a podcasting coach, an entrepreneur, and I think you're going to dig this. Find the angle that makes your show truly unique. It puts your show in what I call a category of one. Find a cat one, category of one premise to, that says this podcast is the only podcast that has this combination of three things. Who the show is for, what it does for those people specifically, and how it does it for those people specifically. Find a combination of those three things that's completely unique and you'll be off to a good start. Another, yet another podcast about success, about entrepreneurship, sharing stories. Like we've, we've got enough of those, right? You've seen, you have to have seen a million of those already, right? Oh, no, of course. I mean, that's what everyone, yeah. They just want to talk to like the CEO of the startup of the blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I like how you're saying someone's got to get something from, aside from a great story that that's part of it, but like learn something or solve whatever problem or thing that they're trying to do. 
Right. And again, like we as podcasters, because we're human beings with human being brains, we think about ourselves first. So how can I make it so that I can produce this with as little effort and time as possible? Not how can I make the best 30 minutes that my podcast listener hears in during their week when really it should be how can I make that while making it as efficient as possible to make the best 30 minutes? The other thing that everyone says is, I, I just want to I want to have conversations with amazing people with a wide variety of people. So a lot of podcasters like like, yes, you should know your true motivations for it and lean into it. Heck yeah. Right. But if all you're doing is thinking, how can I have these incredible conversations? N nobody cares. right? <laughs> like nobody wants to hear you talk to that CEO. What is it? What is, what is it going to give them? What is it going to do for them? So the premise is the first part. And then the second half of the content piece is retention. So in my opinion, Podcasters oftentimes have more of a retention problem than they have a growth problem. So before we figure out how we can get more listeners, we first must think, how can we keep listeners? And there's two, like, really what, what I see happening is a podcaster will be like, you know, my podcast audience is, uh, is stagnant, right? It, every single episode I publish gets 200 downloads. And it's, you know, I, I don't know why, but I can't grow the audience. Uh, and I'm doing this and I'm doing that to grow, but the numbers won't go up. And what I say is, I have news for you. What you're doing to grow your podcast is probably working. The thing is, you get 200 people to listen to your show every week, but it's not the same 200 people because your podcast growth strategy might get you 100 new podcasters every single week, but because your podcast doesn't do a good job of keeping listeners, you lose 100 listeners every single week. So while it looks like it's a stagnant audience and it's the same people, it's actually not. So the three places to look for that are just totally tactically, if you're down. Do you mind if I like share a couple tactics? Perfect. Awesome. The first 90 seconds of every podcast episode, it has one job, and that is to sell the listener on why listening to the rest of this podcast episode is the best decision they're going to make today. What are they going to get out of it? Not what are you going to talk about? Not what is it going to be, but what are they going to get by listening, right? So that's number one. You, you want to hook them there. Then... When you do that, you're going to be posing a specific question that ideally your podcast episode will answer, right? So when you're telling them what you're going to get, you're going to say like today, here's what we're going to explore. Here's what we're going to talk about. And that's going to, you know, give them something that they're going to want to know the answer to. So it's going to pose a specific question. So as the episode goes on, you want to make sure that every single piece of content that you're publishing is there to answer that question. If your show digresses too much about random things, and especially if the beginning of the conversation starts with something irrelevant to the reason why they're there, you're gonna lose the listener, right? And they're just like, why are we talking about this? I'm not interested in crypto. I came here to learn about how to get a job, right? <laughs> so the third place is in your feed. And the other thing that I see, which is, can be a little bit harder to detect, is when a podcaster who wants to talk about a wide variety of topics, I wanna talk about whatever I wanna talk about. Well, you can do that, but you got to be careful because if you don't talk about things that your listeners want to hear about, you're going to lose them. So the rule of thumb that I recommend is make it so that every single listener of your podcast is going to be in insanely interested in every one out of three episodes. So every one out okay. of three episodes of your show is going to be insanely relevant, minimum, minimum. Ideally, it's three out of three, but one out of every three episodes should be extremely relevant to the person that's listening. Next up, we have a clip from one of my solo episodes. In this episode, I shared some practical tips on how to monetize your podcast through online marketplaces. This is a great listen for anyone looking to make a little bit of money from their podcast. All right, so there are 
advertising agencies that work with podcasters and sell ads directly on behalf of the podcaster. But in this episode, I wanted to share three online marketplaces with you that you can sign up for and start monetizing your podcast. These places pair brands and companies with podcasters. And so it's a great way to begin making a little bit of money from your podcast. The first one I want to talk about is AdvertiseCast. And so and so AdvertiseCast is an online marketplace. And once you sign up and you're accepted into their system, someone from their team will reach out and they're going to work on setting up your CPM, kind of letting you know what your show might be worth. They're going to kind of typically recommend like podcast industry averages and that you know you stay closely within that range, although there is a little bit of wiggle room that you can set the rate, the CPM that you want. So they don't control what advertisers you're willing to work with. You can set those boundaries. If an advertiser reaches out, you know you can accept or deny the request. And with advertising in general, guys, you want to work with companies that are a good fit for your audience, probably as well as your morals and your values. Their staff is going to support you along the way. So it's not like you sign up um, and then you're on your own. From within the website, you're going to get uh, your talking points, your air dates that the ad needs to go in, promo code or a vanity URL. I'm sure you've heard podcasters, whether they have a promo code or a .com slash and then the name of the podcast. So you're going to get all that information. And they're owned by Libsyn. So I'm confident that the support is good because Libsyn support is great. You're going to get paid um, through AdvertiseCast in 30 to 60 days, maybe 90 days. It kind of depends on when the advertiser pays AdvertiseCast. So again, I work on a show. I'm not going to mention the name of it, but it's a large show. A couple months ago, we did a deal with Athletic Greens. Just now got paid. So the host of the show told me this week that they just got paid. And that ad aired several months ago. So I think just business in general, when you're working with like larger companies with larger um, contracts, it takes a while to get paid. 30, 60, net 90 is pretty average. Even me, myself, sometimes I don't get paid for like 30 days with the clients that I work for, working on improving that. So with Advertise Cast, they're going to take 30%, which is honestly typical. I see a lot of ad splits in the industry where the podcaster gets 70% and the agency takes 30%. Um, there are some that work on a 60-40 split, the bigger number always going to the podcaster. All right, the next is Podcorn, P-O-D-C-O-R-N, cool name, I know, Podcorn. And this is a marketplace that matches podcasters with brands. It's a little bit different because you have to pitch yourself. You'll see a list of like potential advertisers. What's cool is that there's different options. So aside from just like a host red ad, Podcorn has taken like a little bit different approach where you can like integrate the sponsor into the topic of a podcast episode making it like relevant to their brand. You could do a guest interview. You could reach out to them where you do a Q&A with an expert from the company that wants to advertise. There's like all these creative ideas. Uh, creative integration is one. You can suggest an original idea of how you would like mention the brand or talk about the brand in your podcast, which is rad. So yeah, Podcorn is cool. A little bit different model. You pitch them. But you will see like their budget. So it's interesting. And I think it's kind of cool, like the creative integration stuff. We're seeing more of that. We're seeing even like brands and companies advertise like as part of the package, the host right ad on the show, but also like doing a social media video, mentioning it 
in like uh, YouTube shorts or uh, writing a blurb about it in your email newsletter. Like this, uh, newsle- this week's newsletter was brought to you by XYZ Company. I think we're going to see more of that. That's just a prediction of mine. But Podcorn takes 10%, which is a pretty good split. Great split, actually. 90% to you, 10% to them. And then lastly is Gumball. And Gumball is also a marketplace where you go in their portal and everything lives in there. And there's almost 800 advertisers that they work with, which is cool, which is a shitload. So a lot of options there for whatever type of podcast niche you're in. One thing that I think is cool about Gumball is you can actually upload audio samples to showcase your vibe and your style. So that might help. That might help potential advertisers want to work with you because they like the way that you talk. They like the way uh, and your approach to reading scripts and podcasting. So I think that's a cool like differentiator there. Gumball touts that they have a great success team dedicated to making sure everything with your campaign is running smoothly. So Gumball is another place to look into. These marketplaces are a cool way to get started with podcast advertising. Yes, you have to have a sizable audience. And honestly, guys, that's going to be true with anything that advertisers are wanting to spend money on. The bigger the audience, the more money that you can make. But even to get in the door to start playing the game, you have to have a sizable audience, which is why last week I did the episode on spending some money to promote your podcast as part of your marketing plan. Because the more you grow this thing, the more opportunities you're going to get. And yes, it takes time and you got to be patient, but you you have to, in my opinion, implement some kind of budget to market your podcast in addition to the hustle, in addition to the grind, in addition to that DIY spirit, because you got to be able to compete. And if you're serious about your podcast and, you know, we all know how much work goes into putting out episodes every week. So you might as well try to get a quicker reward from that and accelerate that growth with a little bit of ad spend because then you could start taking advantage of these opportunities and these marketplaces, get paid for all your hard work and continue to build your brand, your ecosystem, your content, your community. And I just wanted to mention these three. So that's Advertised Cast, Podcorn, and Gumball. These are kind of more of like the indie approach as opposed to like signing with a big agency. It's a little more um, hands-on, whereas with an agency, they kind of take the reins and run with it. But with this, you can kind of see everything that's going on within these websites and these services within their portals. And so, great option, guys. Okay, and our third clip, I'm also coming at you from one of my solo episodes. In this episode, I discuss the benefits of having a well-defined audience and finding that ideal listener. I also share some tips on how to develop a content plan. And this clip is just really packed with valuable advice for anyone looking to grow their podcast. There's tons of benefits to having a well-defined audience and finding that ideal listener. And I think the best way to do that is to have some sort of specific topic. You don't want to go broad. Really, in my opinion, you want to build upon experience that you already have with a hobby that you already have or combining life experience that you already have with something that you're interested in that you like to talk about, maybe even something that you are still learning about. You know, It only takes you being one step ahead of someone else to teach them. So maybe you have a podcast about baseball cards and maybe that's something that you've been into, you've been collecting since you're a kid and maybe your career, your nine to five is uh, you're a financial planner or you're an accountant. And so maybe you create a podcast 
about like the business side of baseball cards or the financial side of baseball cards, where you talk about certain cards that are worth a lot of money or collections that people are building um, and how they sell those on eBay or how they flip those on you know a secondary market, how people have monetized their baseball card collections. So in that case, you're talking about something that you have experience in, which is your nine to five in the financial sector with this hobby that you've been into for X amount of years in your life. You're kind of combining those two things. And so you're really niching down. You're, you're, you're speaking to people who are looking to monetize baseball card collections or are looking to get into baseball cards to make money. And so that's really specific. And I think that that is a good way to go. Find something where you can combine that experience with that hobby and that love and bring those two things together. And you're going to create a niche audience that is unique. Baseball card collections and the financial side of how the baseball card market works. All right, so step two, develop a content plan. And this can take many shapes and forms, but really you need a roadmap for your show. There's different ways that you could do that. And I like to look at it as like different types of episodes, different pieces of the same pie. So you could have a solo episode where you're talking, let's let's use the baseball card example. So you could have a solo episode where you're talking about maybe your collection of baseball cards and how you've uh, monetized over the years this collection by flipping them, by collecting them. Then you could have an interview show or maybe you bring on someone from a baseball card shop or like a well-known collector in the industry and they talk about their experience and how their business works and how they make money from baseball cards. Or maybe like one week you could do a news story. Maybe like somebody just bought somewhere this famous like Mickey Mantle or Babe Ruth card or Jackie Robinson card and you report on that, things that are happening in that industry. Or maybe one episode, you throw out some statistics about the industry or data. People love numbers and data. It kind of helps them legitimize uh, what's going on. And so these are different types of content that you could use around your main focus, which is the financial side of collecting baseball cards. And the key is you don't want to do like three episodes back to back where you're just talking about like data or statistics in the industry or three interviews back-to-back with like collectors or, or, or card shop owners. You want to try to pepper these in and be strategic. You want to build a content strategy where there's like these different pieces of the pie that all come together centered around your main topic. Coming in at number four is an interview I did with David Salib. He's the co-founder of Momento. David and I had an enlightening discussion about the features of Momento and how it can help podcasters reach their audience more effectively. This clip is a goldmine of information for anyone looking to leverage technology and AI to create more content and repurpose content to grow their podcast and their ecosystem. So let's talk a little bit more about its features, David. So short form video clips, now your transcriptions, getting into tweets and blogs. Let's talk a little bit about that because I'm actually a big blogger. In addition to the podcast, I actually turned the podcast into blogs and in addition, write about um, other topics in the industry. But yeah, let, let's learn a little bit more about all the features that are are in it. You know, let's even maybe take it at a more higher level for, for the listeners. Um, the features enable an end goal. The end goal is reaching people where they are. So let's think about discovery. Discovery 
to to make something discoverable, you need to produce something that uh, in, that sparks curiosity and can exist on a platform where there is an audience. That's why people pay you know millions of dollars for a Super Bowl ad. They spend millions of dollars first for the spot. Luckily, you don't need to spend money. You, know, you could spend money. You don't need to spend money to get a spot on Facebook or Instagram. So you kind of have the the platform ready for you. But then they spend millions of dollars as well producing their Super Bowl ad to capture attention and spark curiosity. So when you see that ad for the new BMW on the Super Bowl, you go look it up and you check it out. That's the that's the discovery equation. And for a podcast, like how do you solve the discovery equation? Well, there's a few platforms you can be on. You can be on social media. Short form video is has been one of the most successful organic discovery methods, especially with TikTok and Reels and YouTube Shorts, allowing you to get your content to go to people who just might be interested in it, not just following you. That's been a huge unlock, I think, for creators overall. Then you have Twitter, which is another great source. You have LinkedIn, which I'm seeing for podcasting, really great place to reach people because a lot of podcasting content is is um, related to some kind of profession or some kind of goal. In this case here, we're talking about podcasting and there's a lot of podcasters on LinkedIn. So LinkedIn's a pretty great platform. One that also values both text and video, not just video. So that's also something interesting about LinkedIn. I think those are ma- mainly the short form contents, right? You have LinkedIn, Twitter, short form video. That's kind of your short form. And then there's a medium form bucket, which Eric, I think you're, you're touching on here, which is, it can be blog posts, it can be email newsletters, and it can also be medium form video. And this is all content that takes more than a minute to consume, but doesn't take 20 to 30 minutes. So you can capture five minutes of someone's time with a blog post about whatever it may be, and they'll read it and they'll get to know about your brand. They might subscribe to the newsletter. They might listen to the podcast after. You create this level of commitment between 30 seconds on social media and 30 minutes on your podcast that helps introduce the brand and the content. And that's medium form content even harder to make than short-form content. But I think extremely valuable if people can leverage it. Another great lever for podcast growth is SEO. And when people are searching on Google, they're like, you know, ways to grow my podcast, um, how to invest in real estate. An article based on 10 minutes from your show could be fantastic. And then the article has the audio at the top or at the bottom so they can dive in deeper. That's a really good discovery mechanism. SEO is or search ads and SEO is one of the major ways that businesses grow, services grow. Why not podcasts? And when you can take your content, turn it into something text-based, give it a headline like the number one way to grow your podcast, three ways to leverage YouTube for your podcast, that's going to get discovered when people are searching for those things. And here's a little trick that maybe people aren't aware of. Google has a keyword search planner where you can search free Google keyword search And you can search for keywords and see how frequently people are searching for them. And you can see how frequently people are searching for topics related to your podcast. If you take an episode that you've just recorded and you kind of break it down some of the topics, Momento can actually do this. If you just ask it, what are the core topics of my episode? It'll give you a list. You pump that into the keyword search, see how frequently those things are being shared. And then this is a plug for Momento, but just because we built it this way. You can go back to Momento and say, write an article based on this episode related to this keyword. That's now an article that you can post on your Substack or your Medium, plug in your podcast episode there, plug in your YouTube channel, your Instagram, and now you have an article that will come up for that keyword. You know there's volume. You notice people searching for that, that topic. And now you found a way to another method, another medium to drive people to the content. And lastly is number five, Travis Brown. 
He's the side hustle king and the co-founder of Social Boom. And honestly, don't mean to put you last, Travis, if you're listening, but uh, I think this is perfectly placed. In this episode, Travis shares some of his insights on the importance of understanding your audience's habits and how to use analytical tools to create content that resonates. If you're looking for a way to deepen your understanding and your relationship with your audience, this clip is a must listen. So I think that long form content will always exist specifically for podcasting because it does serve that I'm going to do this while I do something else. So when I worked in a cubicle, I listened to podcasts all day long. It was like my lifeline. And I'd listen to them in the car when I commuted. Now I don't commute anywhere. And so the the amount of time I have to spend with podcasts has greatly reduced. So there are a few podcasts on my list that I am a fan of and listen to regularly. And then when I when those are sort of expired, there's other podcasts I'll dabble in. But you really have to think about, as a podcaster, what is my audience doing while they listen to this? Is it the morning walk with the dog and I, I get 10 minutes out of them? Or is it the drive all the way to the city that takes 60 minutes? And when you can start to kind of like look at uh, stats, so I'm not a huge analytics or stats guy, but there is one stat that I really love in podcasting, which is the average consumption rate. And you can find this in, um, you know, Apple has this. I don't know if any other platforms has it, but they'll basically show you a percentage of how long some, like the average person lasts through your, your, your podcast. So if your podcast is 30 minutes long and you're getting a, you know, 70 to 90% completion rate, that shows that people are sticking around for 30 minutes. If you do a 60 minute episode and it drops to like 40 or 50, it's too long, right? So you, you can use these numbers to kind of steer you towards what your audience is doing while they're listening. And that's going to be your best bet. Now, a podcast is as long as a podcast is. However, there are tools just in simple planning to keep yourself on track to minimize a longer episode into more of a sitcom length, right? People are used to watching a show for 26 minutes. So 26 minutes to me is sort of the mark of when the average person is sort of like, okay, I've, I'm done consuming this. So those are the factors I would take in. I think long form comment content will always exist. And I think, you know, I think YouTube is a great place to experiment with that if you have the bandwidth to create a long form video. More work, well, especially with video, with editing Correct. and planning yeah. shots. And it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, And I, I think the word consistency gets like really abused by gurus in the space of creation. C- consistency for you is what you can consistently keep up with long-term. So let's say like you're going to post three videos a week on social media and you're going to be able to do that for a long time, then that's as consistent as you need to be. Where people get trapped is they listen to all these people say, oh, you got to post on TikTok three times a day and that's how you win. And they try that and they burn out really quick and then they never want to do it again. You show up when you can show up consistently and that is your consistency. And no one can tell you that because no one lives your life and has the other things going on in your life that you can do. So when someone says consistency to you, I would say the things you want to think about it consistently is how often can I show up and how consistent can I be? And two, how consistently can I talk about one outcome? And when I say an outcome, I mean... If Barb, the Pilates coach, wants you to lose 15 pounds, that's the outcome. 
if you're going to help people get uh, on new and noteworthy in the first 90 days of their podcast, that's an outcome. And you have to speak to that outcome over and over again consistently. You don't have to say the same thing, but you do need to have some consistency to what you're talking about. Because if our feed is primetime TV, and that's what I compare mine to, and I went to the Discovery Channel because I want to watch some cool stuff about the Egyptians, and I turned it on and there was a football game on, the first thing I would think is I'm on the wrong channel. And then when I realized I was on the right channel, I'd be pretty pissed at Discovery Channel because I expected to see something about ancient aliens or the pyramids or something in that vein. And so we need to keep our social media platforms the same way. We can't be like, hey, I'm going to help you grow a podcast, but I'm also going to help you start a lemonade stand. And then we're also going to look at my dog. Now I'm confused. And that what I'm going to do is I'm either going to unfollow you or I'm going to know that when your content comes up, that it, it might not be worth my time. And we need to make sure that we're qualifying to our audience. Hey, you're agreeing to spending time with me. I'm going to, I'm going to honor that time. So if it's social media, making sure we're, we're consistent in our topic. If it's a podcast, make sure that every minute of that podcast is of use and not just fluff because we want people to know that we value their time. And I think those are a few factors that I don't think people think about very often. They think about trending audio and how to hack the algorithm and all this, like all these like band-aids when really they need to think about why does someone follow me? What do they need to know? And how can I give it to them and explain it like they're five? Potty people. There you have it. A walk down memory lane with some of our most popular episodes from the past year. I hope you enjoyed this compilation as much as I did. It's been an incredible journey so far, and I can't wait to see where this goes. Before I wrap up, just want to remind you about the Podcast Haven. That's my podcast production agency, and uh, me and my team are really here to help you with all of your podcasting needs. So whether you're just starting out or looking to take your podcast to the next level and kick it up a notch, we've got you covered. So we're currently opening some consulting slots, and I wanted to tell you guys about them. So if you're looking for expert advice and guidance, now is the perfect time to get in touch with us. You can do that through the website. There's a contact form on the homepage. You can't miss it. It's thepodcasthaven.com. Hit us up. Uh, and we're more than happy to discuss how we can make your podcast the best it could be or how to even help you start a podcast. Next week, I'm bringing you a discussion with Craig Hewitt. He's the founder and CEO of Castos. This is going to be a good one. So please tune in and Again, guys, thank you for joining me on this special episode. Here's to another year of great podcasting, good content, laughs, jokes, vulnerability, seriousness, all of that packed into an educational show that I'm stoked to keep bringing you guys. So till next time, keep listening, keep learning, and keep growing. Peace.